0: Welcome back. It's Kathleen. This is This Insecure Life. And while it is technically, and by technically, I mean it is literally the first Wednesday of the month, and that means I'm supposed to do a check-in. I think I've actually decided that I am going to opt out of those check-ins. I don't know if they were really serving me, and I don't know if they were really serving any of you. So, Um, we're just not going to do that going forward and my thought is I will likely end up doing check-ins, um, on Patreon just for me, um, more so than anything else. It does sometimes feel really good to just talk out what's been happening the last little while and, um, if I do that, then I will throw them up there if you want to, if you want to join and support that way and you're really interested and keen on hearing, how my life is going, and my thoughts and feelings about it. Otherwise, um, there was some random bug, because that's my life. Uh, BC doesn't have a lot of screens, and so (laughs) I just got used to it real fast. Um, But that's, that's my thought on that. And if you're really interested, really concerned, really want to know what's happening, you can definitely subscribe there. Um, it'll likely be up in the next week or so, maybe a little bit longer. But yeah, um, that's that's what's happening there. Um, you can always email or slide into my DMs and, and chat if you're worried too. But I mean, I'm mostly okay. And um, while talking it out, it's been really helpful. I have some really strong support systems in place currently. I also think that we can overtalk things occasionally, because that is what I do. I overthink and I over-talk, and I overdo, and the song "Too Much" by Carly Rae Jepsen basically describes who I am as a person. So feel free to listen to that and enjoy the beats. Um, but today we're going to talk about connection and human connection and I just want to preface this with saying that I am in no way a psychologist however I think I could really enjoy taking some more psychology classes and um I could in another life if I were better at boundaries and able to sort of shut off my empath part of me um I think it would be a really, really amazing way to give back and be there for people in their times of need. So, um, that's all to say that, yes, we are going to talk about connection and the importance of it, I guess, (sighs) and what holds us back from it. So, where do i even start i mean we are naturally wired as humans to make connections that is probably the one main purpose we have i think as sentient beings on this earth it's it's not it's not to make money humans invented money it's not to have the best abs or look a certain way it's not necessarily to feel all the pleasure although pleasure can definitely be a part of human connection and I think that is important um, via sex or other forms of intimacy all really good things and really solid ways to connect but there is a lot more going on there and I think a lot of us shy away from that true connection We seek it and we have these pockets and moments of time with people. And then that fear creeps in, right? That fear of getting hurt, that fear of not being enough, that fear of I'm not ready, this isn't what I wanted. Whatever that fear or aversion is, it hits us. And instead of just embracing the connection, how it's moving, what's going on, we seek to destroy it because as much as we want this connection I think we are also extraordinarily um, self-destructive beings in a lot of ways and that is in large part due to the society we live in (sighs) not being able to express emotions toxic masculinity Um, (laughs) the Thought that if you feel sad, you should just come back out of it. Just think positively. It will be okay. It will get better. It's all contributing to this sort of fear. And I'm not going to say that rejection isn't a reality of the world we live in. It is. It's a reality. And it's something that I have definitely faced a lot of in a lot of different ways. But that's also only true if there's been a real connection there. I'm not really phased, and I never really have been phased. And that's not to say that it's right or wrong. It's just me speaking from experience that I've never really been phased by people I haven't either been interested in or had a connection to. Um, rejecting me. So that's something like swipe right, match, hey, hey, how's it going? What's going on? And then, I don't know, I get really busy. <laughs> I'm really bad at keeping up on, on dating apps and the constant small talk. I, it mm, fucking kills me to small talk so much. It bores me I don't want to do it, but I understand it is a necessary beast a lot of the times. Anyways, so I fall asleep in the middle of these conversations. I don't check the app for another three days. I come back and there's vitriol being spewed at me. Um, in the last couple of years, it's definitely been focused on my weight. You know, it's really easy to take a jab at someone and say, well, I wasn't really into you, fat bitch, or whatever it is. But those types of rejections don't actually get to me. They don't get under my skin in the same way that rejection, whether it be in a career situation or whether it be in a romantic or sexual situation, when there's been true intimacy achieved in a lot of ways, when there's been true connection and My definition of that might be different than yours, which is okay, but I don't feel comfortable with a lot of people very quickly for the sole reason that small talk isn't my jam and vulnerability is really hard for me. And there are very few people that I can spend time with that when I leave, I actually feel energized or not drained. I went on a lot of dates, I guess last year, just over a year ago, I went on like seven dates in like a week and a half, and I was exhausted from every part of my being. I was exhausted, and it was this way of moving through the world that just doesn't work for me and it's also where my confusion comes in when it's like there's stats out there that are like every woman and now we're just getting into binary talk and I should talk about um gender at some point but it's I'm not it's not my expertise so I've held back on talking about it so hopefully maybe I can find someone who can weigh in a little bit more um I don't want to say honestly but just more based on their experience as well as with the intellect behind it rather than just me talking about it because it is an important concept anyways that women typically are talking to maybe one guy and one guy is talking to four or five or six and and dating these people and I would like to say that in a casual dating situation it would be really easy for me to keep up with that many people's lives but it's not. It's not because that's not who I am. And that's not to say that I don't think you can do it and can do it ethically and responsibly. Um, I just know where my energy levels are at and it's not to say I never have and it's not to say I never will if I were to come into contact with those right people. But for the most part, meeting new people, meeting seven new people in a week and a half was the worst thing I could have done for myself because <laughs> I was healing from a whole bunch of other stuff. And because of that, I don't think I actually made genuine connections with all of them or any of them. I'm not phased by the fact that I'm not in touch with any of these people. And to me, that signals a fact that I was overextending in some way. I wasn't making real connections I was just flitting from place to place to place to person to person to person to try and fill a void to try and hide from what was actually going on and there is a place for that I'm not denying that fact sometimes we have coping mechanisms for very specific reasons whether that be distracting ourselves with dating or drinking or drugs, or going to the gym, or diving into a fantasy novel, whatever it is, they're all coping mechanisms. And I'm, I don't, I don't think coping mechanisms are notoriously good or bad. They just are. And they have a purpose. And I think having a purpose is important. Um, so, Let's see what I have Googled for you today (laughs) in regards to connection. So this one article from Whole9Life talks about five ways to cultivate meaningful human connection. And there's a big long lead in which I'm sure is amazing. And the first one is reach out, not just when it's a special occasion. And I think this is a really fantastic because those small moments actually mean a whole lot more to me than just getting a text on my birthday or getting a text at Christmas or hearing from someone on some other celebratory reason because I don't necessarily need the attention at those times and and also I don't I think getting lost in a sea of happy birthdays is a way to make a connection. I think being there at those boring times, at those times when nothing is going on, means a whole lot more. Um, and as life changes, <laughs> whether it is big or small um whether it includes getting married or having a child or moving to another city or getting a new job it's really important that along the way for me at least that I'm doing my best to maintain those connections and I'm going to be honest in the fact that I probably haven't um and I think I've said this before in the last couple months, specifically the last two to three months, where I don't necessarily think I've been a very good friend in the last year. I don't necessarily think I've been a very good friend in the last couple years. I've been so focused on trying to heal myself that it has inadvertently hurt other people or impacted my relationships in some not great ways. The fact is that The friends that I have right now, new and old, some really new, some really old, the implication of being able to have that sort of time and space where we're not connecting so that I can connect with myself tells me that there is strength in that. And so while it's not a justification that I was taking space for myself and I should have definitely done better reaching out, um, I have been trying to make a more conscious effort to just send, hey, what's going on, texts to people when I'm thinking about them. Or, I mean, if you have a a special friend, if you have, uh, I mean, friends are all special, but if you have a friend that there's an inside joke or a special sort of place that you would go and meet, and for whatever reason they're unable to make it, then it's okay for you to go and enjoy those spaces without them and send them a little like selfie or like, look, I'm having your favorite meal at this place thinking about you. I think those are really important things to do. And this is for all relationships. This isn't just romantic. This is platonic and familiar, and all of those. It's important to have those connections. Um, ooh. Socialize without an end game in mind other than to get to know them better. So, I think this this also, this part brings up um, a four agreements of make no assumptions. And this has been... Amazing To not have any reason to spend time with people other than just spending time with them has been extraordinarily nourishing for me um, in particular. There doesn't need to be an end game to things. I'm not sure where this sort of project life came from where we needed to have purposes to everything other than just spending time with people. And spending time with people without that inevitably will allow them to open up because there's no pressure, right? There's no fear of this needs to lead to X moment. There's no, if I say this, then we're no longer friends. It's just people being together and that is beautiful. The next one is ask questions and listen to the answers. Be curious, show interest, ask follow-up questions. I never really gave myself credit for, and sometimes I don't right now. My my memory has been off, I'm going to be honest. And it's um it happens in times of stress. It happens when I'm really depressed and anxious. It is how my brain preserves its energy is for getting some of these sort of simple answers. Um, But I, I have had people comment on the fact that I remember things about them that they casually mentioned. And this isn't to sound like egotistical in any way because I do have this shortcoming of it being a memory problem when I'm not in my best place. But I truly enjoy learning about other people. I... I'm constantly fascinated by how people move through life and survive things and thrive, and especially people who can just let go and have fun. I just, I'm amazed by the resilience that is part of the human race. And I'm amazed at who people are and how they get there. And then those people, in and of themselves, are awe-inspiring. So I wanna I wanna ask questions and I wanna know the answers, and that just gives me a little peek into who they are, and also it allows me to feel free and trusted enough that I can trust them. And it's a really big thing for me. It's a really big being lied to is is my deal breaker, and it changes. It changes everything when I find out I've been lied to. Um, the best part about this is that when you're getting to know someone, and you're asking their questions, whether you've just met them or whether you've known them for 28 years, it's still is a process. I don't think I know myself to the extent that I would love to, which means that there's no one else in this world who is going to be able to know me in that same way. So it's all about that, finding those moments, finding those things that maybe we have similar, that we have really different But let us to the same spot. Or just listening and learning and enjoying who the person is. Those moments of connection are so underrated and so important. (laughs) This one's funny because um, I've definitely talked to a couple people about this. And I've had people talk to me about it. But if you're connecting in person, putting your phone away, it's fucking 2019 we all know what's going on, but it just just be with the people you're with. I have honestly in the last year I've definitely tried to work on this myself, and I've definitely brought it up with people. A friend a couple months ago had their phone out, and I just sort of casually mentioned like, "Hey, can you not look at that right now, or when we're together?" And um, it definitely had an impact, and it wasn't it wasn't rude. It wasn't like I'm chastising you, but, like, can we just be together? And um, it makes a difference. It 100% makes a difference. And for you to spend 30, 45, an hour of time with me without looking at your phone means a lot. And that is coming from someone who uses her phone for work (laughs) constantly. I am always on call. Um... The fifth one is know what it can be exactly, know that it can be exactly what it is, no pretense, no undercurrent of anything else. This is weird. Um, The next sentence is men and women can be friends without it ever turning romantic. Blah, blah, blah. Um, You get to decide what the connection will be. And I feel like that's a great sort of disclaimer, um, but that's the whole purpose of number five being there and I don't necessarily think this needs to be in any way shape or form a romantic or sexual or manipulative relationship for this to stand I think there's a lot of beauty in being in the moment with someone whatever that is I have had some really fucking amazing connections with people in grocery lines where you just something funny happens and you laugh together and it feels like the world got a little bit lighter so this doesn't need to be a more thing this doesn't need to be a well maybe if thing this is just how it is and I think the pressure or fear that something that is meaningful and there's All these little moments that lead up to this human connection have to be we are heading into a relationship. We're doing X, Y, Z together. And it doesn't need to be that. The best thing about having these moments that just are standalone is that that's what they are. They remind us. That there's a beauty in what we're meant to be doing as humans. We're meant to be connecting. There's a beauty in who you are. There's a beauty in the person or people you're connecting with. And that is just stunning. Those are the moments that make me feel really alive. And... (laughs) They're really important to our growth as individuals and as a human race. And I think there's a lot that's sort of betting against us because I think people have this fear that if you have these moments of connection, whether they are big or whether they're small, especially if it's in a continuous ongoing relationship of whatever kind, that it is inevitably going to lead to some kind of pain. And the truth is, it it likely will. We are humans, we're flawed, we're bumping into one another, but that doesn't necessarily mean the pain is a bad thing. Pain can bring us more connection. Pain can make us aware of those missteps. And it doesn't have to be dramatic. It can just be that hurt. And ideally, it's... I'm sorry. How do I make this better? How do we move forward together? If it's not a hurt that's so bad. Um and this is again in any kind of relationship. This can be parent to child. This can be um you know, institutions to employees. It doesn't have to be anything major. But we have to remember that we're human. And we have to remember that these points of connection are ultimately our guideposts and our anchors. And, um, I mean, I can only control me, right? And you can only control you. And you need to decide for yourself. What types of connections are going to sustain you? And what types of connection are draining you? Because we all have those limits and we all have different places that we feel we need to be. And I think one of the things I was doing and I'm trying to be better at is placing value on things that don't necessarily need to have value placed on them or don't necessarily actually mean anything maybe it means something to me but probably doesn't mean something to someone else and the truth is everyone has their own truths there isn't a right or wrong in regards to a situation just um, in our day to day lives there, there are definitely plenty of right and wrong situations but when we're going about our everyday life, and we're having these connections every day, it's not right or wrong to stand in line silently, and if something funny happens, not laugh. It's not right to laugh. It just is what it is, right? And so, as long as we're communicating our needs, our wants, and finding that sweet, sweet balance of having them met and meeting the needs of the people in our lives while being open and honest and communicating, those right connections are going to come. I think I have limited myself in a lot of ways because of fear, because of true vulnerability. Setting yourself up to be hurt, I think, is fucking common these days where you know you're attracted to someone or specific people or types in quotations, that um, aren't necessarily good for you, that you know aren't available, and so um, it feels like it's a little bit easier to make those connections, because it's not going to go anywhere anyways, but you inevitably end up hurt in whatever, whatever shape, way, shape, or form, right? We set ourselves up sometimes, not all the time, but I think, um, Sometimes and especially in regards to myself, so I don't. I don't want to limit myself anymore, and I don't want to limit the people in my life. I think to get through this shit show of a world that we are in, we need these these moments, these pockets in time, these places where human connection is raw and genuine and scary, but nourishes us. And um, that's it. I'll link a couple other articles that I read. Um, I'll link the five ways to cultivate connection at the top in case you want to read through it yourself or have a reminder. But if you need to peace out, please peace out. Remember, it's just life. And if you want to take a breath with me, let's take a breath together. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.